Hello and welcome back all of you sweeties. Welcome back to A Trip Down Duckett's Passage, the podcast where you get all of your goodnight sweetheart needs, trivia and nostalgia. We've just been on a little bit of a festive break. I say little, it's actually been an extended festive break. I didn't actually intend to be away for this amount of time, but it's been a bit of a hectic start to the year for myself. And now that I am sat right here in front of the mic, I'm back in my happy place and I'm looking forward to talk all things goodnight sweetheart. Let's get into it then. Let me first start by saying I hope you've all had an amazing Christmas and a terrific new year. I also want to say thank you so much for all the feedback about the last episode that we did just before Christmas. I don't know if you remember, but the last episode that we did do, which was all about series one, episode six of Goodnight Sweetheart, we kind of turned it into a bit of a festive episode. We turned it into our sort of Christmas special. And by that, I mean, we added some Christmassy bits in. So for example, in the history section of the podcast, we looked at what Christmas was like during World War II. And we also had a few time slip stories, which had Christmassy links to them. And like I said, the feedback that we got, whether it's from emails or some messages on social media, has been very positive. And a lot of people said they really enjoyed that Christmas side to it. And looking at the actual listening figures afterwards, it, I think it has been our most popular episode of the whole of the first series of A Trip Down Duckett's Passage. So really thank you guys. I actually really enjoyed making that episode as well because, like I said, when we looked at some of the stuff about Christmas during the war, I actually found out so much that I never knew before. So I really enjoy doing this podcast. I feel like I actually learned things for myself as well. Now, because of the extended break that we have taken, I have decided that I didn't want to just come back into this podcast and taking it easy. I wanted to come back with a bit of a bang, give you guys a little bit of a treat as well. So I have decided that this isn't going to be just the first podcast and we're going to be waiting around again for the next one. I've decided as a treat for you guys, I'm going to bring out three podcasts on three consecutive days. So today obviously is the first podcast. Today's podcast is only going to be a short podcast. I'm going to use it as like a a little bridge that kind of connects series one to series two. Obviously, it's been a few weeks now since we last did series one. All I want to do is have a quick brief recap so we know where we are as we start off on episode one of series two, which will be our next reviewing episode. And so that is what today's episode is going to be like. We're not going to have the mailbag. We're not going to be having any trivia or time portal stories. I just want it to be like a brief recap. And that's what I'm going to be doing today. May I just add, though, when it comes to the mailbag, I know I mentioned it earlier about the last episode, kind of the feedback that I got from that. I just want to say that actually some people have been so kind to send me quite lengthy emails during the Christmas period with so much trivia on. And I've tried to use some of that trivia to kind of help in this next series that we've got coming along. I won't go into too much detail about them kind of emails at the moment because I want to share them out in full when it comes to the proper episodes. So that's all to look forward to. So like I said, three podcast episodes in three days. And then tomorrow, if you look in your podcast feeds on wherever you listen to us, you will find another podcast from a trip down Duckett's Passage turn up. And that is going to be another one of our spin-off episodes. Now, if you remember 
I set up a spin-off kind of podcast to a trip down Duckett's Passage. I said we were going to use Duckett's Passage for our own use. We were going to go back and time travel to a time when TV was a little bit different to what it is like today. We had TV shows with absolutely memorable TV theme tunes. And I wanted us to find out what the ultimate TV theme tune was. So, for example, in Heat 1 of the spin-off podcast, we had all about detective shows, crime shows, and I've actually got the results from that first Heat, which I will announce in that episode of Heat 2. And this time, in Heat 2, I want you guys to have a listen to the theme tunes that I've picked out and vote on which one is your ultimate weekend TV show theme tune. Now, by that, I'm thinking about going back to the 90s when you've got some absolute great theme tunes that appeared either on a Saturday night or a Sunday evening and they will instantly take you back to that moment when you listen to them. So I won't go into too much more because I want to leave that as a nice surprise for that particular episode. So yeah, that will be podcast two of the trilogy that I'm bringing out. And after that podcast has come out, look out again the following day because we are going to delve right into series two as we will be releasing series two, episode one of Goodnight Sweetheart. We're getting straight back into the thick of it. And I thought that would be a great way to return by giving you those three episodes back to back. And don't forget that when we return for the main episode on that third day, you'll get all the old favourites in there. We're going to have some trivia. We're going to have some time slip stories and we're going to look through the mailbag and everything else that we did in series one is going to be coming back. There are some little bits and pieces that I've been trying to have been working on while we've been in our little festive break. I'm not going to say too much at the moment because it's all up in the air, but I'm hoping that there are some nice little surprises, if not at the start of series two, but as the series goes on. So we'll leave it there for now. And I hope you enjoy this trilogy of A Trip Down Duckett's Passage episodes. Now let's get into the meat of this episode and have a quick brief reminder of what happened in Series 1 of Goodnight Sweetheart. Excuse me, I'm looking for Hugh Gateskill House. Got to pick up a telly. Hugh Gateskill House, yes. Always admired Hugh Gateskill. That shame he died so young. He made a wonderful Prime Minister. Might have changed the course of British history. I'm sure, but where's his house? Yes, of course. Sorry. Always do tend to go off on tangents. That's what they said last time I failed my sergeant's interview. <laughs> Hugh Gateskill House. Yes. Best thing to do is take your first right, first left until you come to Duckett's Passage. Go down Duckett's Passage, take your first right, second left, and you can't miss it. But if you do miss it, ask for Royal Oak. Cheers. Back in November 1993, the 18th of November to be exact, the BBC unleashed a new TV sitcom to the viewers of Great Britain as Goodnight Sweetheart hit the TV screens for the very first time. In the first episode, which was called Rites of Passage, we met a TV repairman called Gary Sparrow who somehow accidentally finds himself all the way back in 1940s London during World War II, a long way from his home back in the mid-90s. Now, any listeners to A Trip Down Duckett's Passage or any viewers of Goodnight Sweetheart as a whole, I will challenge you to say that you've never 
ever thought about what it would be like if you ever found yourself down some time portal or anything like that because we've all been there we've all been there I've done it plenty of times just to wonder what it would be like to literally go down the other end of a street and find myself back in some weird looking place and that's what Gary obviously has done he's gone down Duckett's Passage thinking he is on a job for a TV repair but the job he's trying to find isn't at the end of this passageway he comes across a pub in the east end of London and he enters this pub purely just to ask for directions and when he walks in he thinks it's a themed pub for wartime London and he even compliments the staff working in there because he says they're doing a bloody good job of keeping up their roles of pretending that they're going through the war and this staff that are in there we find Phoebe who's working behind the bar and her dad Eric who is also behind the bar and they've got the odd regulars that come into the pub like the likes of police constable Reg Deadman who isn't the brightest person you'll ever meet let's put it that way and Gary starts talking to them and is quite taken aback by how all of their information that they're giving out about all the money that's around at the time and what's going on with the king and all that lot is very impressed that all of these people in the pub are coming out with such very good historical knowledge and it isn't until we get to an air raid siren which actually gets Gary thinking that something might not quite be right. Now before we go much more into what happens to Gary back in the 1930s, let's just take a look at what Gary's life's like in the 1990s. And he's actually married in the 1990s to Yvonne. Their relationship is a little bit strained. I think they're both very much opposites. We see Gary who is, like I said, a TV repairman. He hasn't really got much drive to push himself on further than that. Whereas Yvonne is completely different. She is very career driven. I think we find out at the start of this series that she's actually doing open university courses to get some degrees to better herself because she's got it in her head that she wants this big fancy house and she wants to get promotions so that she can have more money and just live that more luxurious side to life, which she currently doesn't feel that she has. Also back in the 1990s, Gary has a new best friend who he meets at his birthday party in the first episode and his name is Ron. Now we don't really get to see much in the first episode but we do see them strike up a bit of a friendship and this friendship is to blossom as the series goes on. Now back to wartime London and like I said a minute ago Gary has found himself in the cellar of the pub as an air raid is going on outside again Gary is just so confused until he hears the bombs and the shaking of the pub and the dust and the debris that's falling and realizes that something isn't quite right and it is at that point when he starts getting a bit claustrophobic and passes out and wakes up thinking it's a dream only to realize he's still in this pub back in 1939 and he realizes that while he is sat there in World War II his TV repair van is 50 odd years into the future sat on the street waiting for him and he starts questioning where he can ever get back. Now Gary even though he's probably seen as a bit of a wet drip in the 1990s he actually becomes a hero back in wartime London as Eric the barman and the father of Phoebe goes up to rescue his takings which have been left upstairs in the pub and as he goes up 
there was a bomb that hits the pub and leaves Eric knocked out cold. And it's all thanks to Gary going up and saving Eric's life that he becomes this hero. He's seen as this massive hero by Phoebe and Reg the policeman. And even Eric himself, who was not really keen on Gary at the start, is won over because Gary has just saved his life. And we get to that point where Gary leaves the pub, leaving behind these residents of wartime London and we see him walking back towards Duckett's passage and he's got this moment where he is just praying that once he's walked down the end of this passageway that his van is still going to be sat there at the end and it wouldn't be a great series if it wasn't obviously that van is waiting there for him and he does find himself back in 1990s London and he realizes that he can actually time travel in between the two now at the end of the first episode actually we don't actually know if it's just a one-time thing or whether it is actually something that you can do time and time again because obviously we've looked at time portals during the course of this series which have reportedly happened in real life and it's the kind of thing that probably happen once and will not happen again but it's not something that's normally reported that people can go whenever they please so that's a a little bit of a difference when it comes to goodnight sweetheart because we'd find as the series goes on that gary can actually to and fro between the two time eras whenever he pleases so that was pretty much the first episode and the first episode started off with 10.4 million viewers which is absolutely brilliant for a first time series and our next caller is angelo garibaldi from cricklewood hello angelo oh hi marty uh bit nervous first time caller i hear you're also a bit of a time traveler well i was in the east end looking for this address and i went into this pub and, and suddenly it was 1940 beer was tuppence farthing and and there was an air raid we all had to go down and shelter in a cellar because hello <laughs> hello well, I think I can fairly say Angelo is winning our Looney of the Week award. <laughs> and then we moved on to episode two, which was called Fools Rush In. And in this episode, when Gary realises that he can actually get back to the 1940s whenever he wants, he's got to obviously go back equipped. And we find that Gary, by going to this bric-a-brac sale and buying some 1940s clothes, he picks up some money, which is relevant for that time. And he actually really looks the part so that when he goes back into that pub it leaves phoebe who's behind the bar absolutely gobsmacked at this beautiful well-dressed man standing there who is actually offering to take her dancing which kind of sweeps her off her feet because we also find out that phoebe is actually also married but her husband is donald who is fighting for his country and phoebe thinking because he is away fighting for his country he thinks you know what it's not gonna harm anyone if he, she actually goes dancing with gary for one night and that's what happens they both go dancing i think gary kind of shows himself up with some of his dancing it's not very much of the time of the 1940s and they have actually a really good evening together only for gary to walk phoebe back home to the royal oak pub and to be met actually by donald phoebe's husband who gives gary probably a well-deserved punch around the face and we see Gary go home to Yvonne with a bit of a black eye and looking a bit worse for wear. Excuse me, does it usually get this crowded this early? Early? Most people start queuing up after breakfast. Haven't you got a ticket? Well, oh yeah, we've got uh, two returns from Whitechapel. I mean shelter tickets. 
Where have you been? He's been in America. He's returned to do his bit. Oh, yeah. Then why is he hiding down here? Then we go on to episode three, which is, is your journey really necessary? And by this point, we have seen Gary actually putting in a bit of research into his time traveling antics because he realizes that now that he can go back whenever he pleases, he can really use this for his advantage. And you can see that glint in his eye at this moment that actually, if he plays this right, not only can he have Yvonne here in his present time, but he also thinks to himself that, you know what, I could probably get Phoebe on board back in the 1940s as well. And it's only when he's bought himself these World War II books, all of the history in these books, that he realises that on this particular date, 53 years ago, the East End of London gets heavily bombed and Gary feels that it is his duty to go back and warn Phoebe and the rest of the residents in that area about what is coming along. And this is quite an interesting episode because we then see Gary and Phoebe take themselves away from the bombings and they head down to the London Underground which was seen as a safe haven in them times and we saw some of the characters that were working away during the time of these air raid sirens going off. We saw the, the likes of the Spivs who were trying to make any money that they could by selling these tickets. We actually found out that there were a lot of entertainers down there that were entertaining people while these uh, raids were going on so we found out a little bit more about that and I think by this point we also get a glimpse of the real Eric even though Eric who is like I said Phoebe's dad he never really trusted Gary at the start when he first met yeah there was that little bit there when Gary saved Eric's life where Eric was very grateful but as the episodes go on I think Eric realises that Gary has this ulterior motive and really wants to get his claws into Phoebe and Eric's not having it so he's not a fan of Gary and you can see that as the episode progresses. At the end of this episode though we actually see Gary really getting into trouble because somebody's reported him and we find that he is arrested because he hasn't got the right documents but because of Gary's kind of knowledge that he has he is able to talk himself out of trouble with the police and he then realizes that what he's got to do is not all about looking right it's not about having the right clothes it's not about having the right money what he actually really does need is actually the right identity papers and documents and that's where we see that episode come to an end. And we go on to episode four, which is called The More I See You. And in this episode, Gary has to call back on to his friend Ron, who I forgot to mention works at a print works, which falls in Gary's favour perfectly because that means he can get whatever he wants printed, whether it's old time money or the actual identity papers themselves. However, Ron won't actually print these unless he gets something in return and he's found out that what Gary has said about going back to the past most people would never believe but Ron has always had this little intrigued feeling inside of him that time travel could quite possibly be a thing and once Gary starts talking about it and starts requesting these papers Ron does kind of believe him but in return of doing these printing of the papers for him Ron says he wants one thing and that is that he wants to go back to the 1940s with Gary as well and Gary reluctantly accepts because he knows he needs these papers and you know what Ron is doing a nice thing for him so yeah he says come on then Ron 
let's get you suited and booted and let's take you back to 1940s London. Doesn't quite work out though for Ron, just how he wants it to be, because as Gary and Ron, and let me just say that Ron is looking very dapper at this point in his 1940s gear, as Gary and Ron decide to head down Duckett's Passage, yep, Gary winds up back in the past, but for Ron, he just finds himself at the end of Duckett's Passage in the mid-90s, so it hasn't quite worked out for him, and he is very, very angry at this point, and he has said that what he's going to do is that he's going to reveal all to Yvonne, because something just isn't right here. And it was at the end of this episode that we see Gary and Phoebe get quite close back in the 1940s, to the point where actually Phoebe begs Gary to take her back with him to wherever he is from. He's made out that he's from Hollywood now. He's got all these flash things that he turns up with. And he says it's because he's been to America a lot. He claims to be married to this fancy woman called Marilyn Monroe. And now that they've separated, if Phoebe just begs to be taken back to this world that Gary lives in. But obviously Gary can't do that. And Gary, I think, kind of pushes his look to the point where Phoebe gives him a bit of a slap around the face and says that actually she doesn't want to see him again. And Gary thinks, you know what, maybe he is pushing his look and maybe that he should decide now that the time is right for him just to focus on just one woman in his life. And he decides that person is Yvonne. And it's only when he goes back to the 1990s and he hears this answer phone message left from an angry Ron because Ron feels like Gary's taken him for a fool because Ron couldn't get back into the 1940s so he thinks that Gary's just taken him for a mug and Ron like I mentioned a minute ago has said that he's going to reveal all to Yvonne who happens to be away for the weekend up in Huddersfield at an open university course disco or something like that and this really panics Gary because he thinks you know what actually he's settled finally on making this choice to just have this one woman in his life and now that he's decided to commit to Yvonne it could all be ruined because Ron is heading up to Huddersfield as he stood there listening to this answer phone message and realised that actually he could come out with absolutely nothing. So Gary races up to Huddersfield and finds Yvonne up there but actually Ron isn't there. And Ron actually hasn't said anything to Yvonne because what we realise at this point is that actually Ron, no matter how many times that Gary messes him about, Ron is actually a very nice friend, trusting and loyal. He never had any intention to tell Yvonne at all. But we kind of see here at the end of the dance that Yvonne and Gary do actually very much love each other. And I think Gary has settled on the fact that, you know what, he's not going back to the 1940s anymore. Phoebe's made it clear how she felt. And that's that. But it's only when Yvonne and Gary get up to leave the dance to go upstairs that Gary kind of has this little bit of a flashback in his mind of Phoebe saying to him, please take me back to where you're from. And it kind of haunts Gary, but he is set in what he decided and that he is not going back. You mean she's living with you? So all the time you're stringing me along, you're still married to this Marilyn Monroe? Oh, I don't believe I'm hearing this. I suppose you've got kids and all. No, of course not. Then why should I believe you, you two-time creep? Oh, no, look, Phoebe, look, I don't love her. She's a nightmare to live with. She has terrible, violent mood swings, but I can't just throw her out. I don't want to know. Look, no, 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 Phoebe, Look, if you want a flat, I've got some money. We could work something oh, out. I don't want to be your kept fancy woman. Thank you very much. Look, 
Right, let's go on to episode five, which is called I Get Along Without You Very Well. And even at this point, there's still close to nine million viewers, which is absolutely great television viewing figures for that kind of era. So it's still going strong. In this episode, we see Gary and he's still stuck with it. He's, he's not going to go back to wartime London. He's not going to go back to Phoebe. He's cut his ties there. It's only then that he hears about this story which concerns a Phoebe Sparrow that's had to fight a group of thugs away in 1990s. And, I mean, his second name is Sparrow. Has he actually gone back in time and married Phoebe? And that maybe he has to go back and marry Phoebe so that it doesn't change the course of history. And he worries about this to Ron. And Ron says, you know what, the only way you're going to have to do it is by actually going back to Phoebe. And it doesn't really take much for Gary to agree with that. And he does go back. And to be fair, Phoebe is happy to see him again. And what does Gary use as his excuse of going back? Well, he tells Ron to tell Yvonne that him and Ron are going to a football match to watch England play in Lithuania. Now, this is one of the craziest storylines of not just using this as an excuse. He actually sends Ron to Lithuania just to make sure that this whole story is a concrete story for him not to get found out. Crazy storyline. I think I mentioned in this in the actual podcast episode. But somehow Gary manages to get away with it. And yet as crazy as that part of the episode seems. I think it's actually the end of this episode. That I actually particularly always remember about Goodnight Sweetheart. It's one of them moments that you know if you think about in a TV series. There's always some certain parts throughout the course of the whole series. That always stick in your mind. And. The end of this episode in particular is one of the parts of the TV series that I always remember. And that is when Gary actually goes to the house of Phoebe Sparrow in 1990s to confront her and basically say, look, I am your husband. And when he gets there, yeah, it is an 80 year old woman called Phoebe Sparrow. But it is completely of a different ethnicity than the one that he was expecting to find and realises that there's been an absolute mix up here and that actually it is not the Phoebe Sparrow that he thought he might have married back in the 1940s. It was a lovely little twist. And again, I think I mentioned that when we did that podcast, how much I enjoyed it. And it was a lovely little way to end that kind of episode. Yes. Um... I was looking for a Mrs. Phoebe Sparrow. We don't want no more journalists round here. The last one, Nick, the photo album. No, no, I'm not a journalist. I'm just... Well, a sort of friend of the family, I suppose. Huh? Well? It's Gary. Remember? From the war? Marilyn Monroe? Look, it's sort of complicated, but I think we might have got married or something. What is it, Edith? Another ruffian from Wapping? Worse! This young crackhead thinks he's my husband! <laughs> well, don't stand there cackling Phoebe's barrow! Get the <laughs> and then we get on to the final episode of this first series, which is called in the mood and because Ron now is fully on board with Gary going back to the past Gary's proved it to him so he realizes that you know what this is actually a thing 
Ron actually thinks to himself, do you know what, maybe we can make some money out of this. And he tries to convince Gary to do some dealing in the 1940s stock market, which Gary is a bit reluctant to at first because he doesn't want to meddle with all of the history and the past. But he agrees to do it. And so Ron takes back all these share papers to kind of take to the bank back then. And hopefully it will mean that he'll get loads of money in the future. But more importantly for Gary is that he is watching a video back at home in Sparrow House when he comes across an old war video of the king who is visiting a hospital and realises this is a great opportunity for him to get some really good points when it comes to getting into Phoebe and Eric's good books by saying that, you know what, I could potentially take you to go and see the king if you come with me, I know where he's going to be at the certain place at this certain time. And this really excites Phoebe and Eric and even Reg for that matter as well. And Gary actually does get them to go to this hospital. He, he uses his persuasive ways to manage to stand in this line of doctors and nurses who are waiting to meet the king. And the whole king and the royal family back in them days was such a massive thing that you could tell that the reaction from Phoebe and Eric, how big it was for them to get to meet this special man and the lengths they would go to be there. It's shown so well, so much so that Phoebe ends up passing out just before she even meets the king and queen. And he really does get himself into some good points. And they all go back celebrating at the Royal Oak. And Gary says, you know what, Phoebe, I would actually like to take you out for dinner, just the two of us. And you can see their relationship really getting a bit closer at this point because they go to the Savoy. They decide that maybe it's that time that they could spend the night together. And they agree to do that. They're even going to stay in the restaurant hotel where they're eating out at, at the West End. And there is a little bit of a shock, though, as Eric turns up halfway through the dinner with a telegram which has come from Donald, who has said that he has been taken capture while he's been fighting for his country. And I think this hits home with Phoebe that she shouldn't really be dilly-dallying around with some random bloke from Hollywood, so to speak, and that actually she should put her marriage first. And she heads off with Eric back to the pub and there's this moment in this last episode where we see Phoebe walking up the steps out of the restaurant and she kind of looks back at Gary and because we at this time thought this would have been potentially one of the last episodes is this the last moment that Gary and Phoebe are going to set eyes on each other and that is the way that their relationship kind of ends at the end of this series and we see Gary go back and he realizes that now I and mean, he said it before but it's time for him to just concentrate on one person. Phoebe's got her own life back in the 1940s and it's now time for Gary to sort himself out and concentrate on Yvonne and Yvonne only. And that is where we left it when we came to the end of series one. It's Donald, isn't it? What's it say? He's been taken prisoner by the Italians. Oh, thank God. He could have been killed. Come on, love. Let's go. Do you want some money for a taxi? A taxi? In the Blitz? Not bloody likely. I say, ladies present. <laughs> go on. Bye, Phoebe. 
Was it a bit of a cliffhanger? I think at this point, with how successful the series was, there was always going to be a series two. And I think Marks and Grant have even said that by this point, they already knew that there was going to be a series two. So they had their ideas whirling in their head. So yeah, it was a little bit of a cliffhanger because it was left in that, well, Phoebe's gone now. How are they going to get back together at some point in the coming series? So it was always like wondering what was going to happen. So a great end to the series. And I think that leaves us perfectly poised for series two to start. Series one only had six episodes. I think really that's probably the going rate for a new up and coming TV series. But series two, it's a bit of a bumper one because we are now going up to 10 episodes so we've got 10 episodes to review and so it's going to take a couple of months or so and i'm really looking forward to watching each one and bringing each episode to you one by one as we look at all the history and trivia that goes along with each episode have it i don't know really much more to say that was a brief overview of series one i think i've covered most of the the main points in that little bit of a monologue but yeah that's all i can really say for for this little mini episode so like i said in a couple of days time you will be able to listen to series two episode one of goodnight sweetheart we're gonna get right back into it and get our claws straight into a brand new episode and don't forget that tomorrow keep an eye out and if it tickles your fancy listen to heat two of our spin-off podcast where we try and find the ultimate television theme tune there's some absolute bangers in heat two i am going to be listening to it quite a few times because there's some really good ones in there so listen out for that tomorrow and like i said the day after that listen out for the newest episode as we start series two of a trip down duckett's passage looking at series two episode one of goodnight sweetheart all i'm going to say now is thank you so much for listening and thank you also for being so patient when it comes to waiting for these podcasts i've actually had so many people requesting for more podcasts it takes quite a lot of effort to put these podcasts together i don't think many people realize how much it takes to put into it but actually i really love doing it so it's not a chore it's something well it's a really good hobby that i enjoy doing to be fair and i want to give you the opportunity as always to get in touch with me here on this podcast if you would like to say anything to do a good night sweetheart you are still have time to get your comments or messages emailed over to me or on social media for me to read out for series two episode one of a trip down ducat's passage you still have that opportunity so how can you get in contact with us well look for us on facebook you'll either see us under the names of ducat's passage or a trip down ducat's passage search either of them you'll find us you can find us on instagram if you type in at ducat's pod same for twitter or x if you type in at ducat's pod you will see on any of those social media sites all of our previous podcasts you will find all of the posts that regard the trivia 
from our previous podcast. They're all on there for you to go and look through. And that's how you can also get in contact by sending any private messages or comment on any of our posts. They'll come straight to me and I can include them on future podcasts. Or if you, like I mentioned earlier, so many people have been sending me emails as well and some really good emails, which have really impressed me. If you want to do that, you can email me at duckitspod at gmail.com. And where can you listen to us? Well, you're clearly listening to us now, but if you would like to listen to us on any other platform, then you can listen to us on Spotify, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, so many ways you can listen to us. If you go to Spotify, there'll also be questions on there for you to answer as well. So many ways you can interact with this lovely podcast. And I'm just so grateful for all of you as listeners, all of you sweeties out there for making this be quite a successful thing to take on. And I'm really enjoying every second of it. So I'm going to leave it there because I feel like I've waffled on quite a little bit in this special podcast. And so all I'm going to say to you guys is thank you for listening. And good night, sweetheart. <laughs>